survivors. It's Rosanna Novice again with Mindshift Thrive Global Ministries podcast. Welcome again to another wonderful episode. I can't wait to have you meet two special ladies that we have partnered with. They are Karen and Susan, the founders of Rachel's Rest. So without any further ado, I want them to each talk about who they are, their why, and why they decided to give their entire life, dedicate their time and heart to survivors of domestic violence and sexual abuse, especially child sexual abuse. So without any further ado, we have Karen mm -hmm. on my left and Susan on my right. Ladies, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for having us. Amazing opportunity. Thank Can't you. Do a lot of things together. <laughs> so Karen, let's start with you. Okay. What is your why? Tell us about who you are first okay. and foremost, and then why are you doing this? Okay, well, I am a counselor in private practice, um, as Susan is also. We both do individual counseling in addition to the week-long retreats. Um, my why, I suppose, is because I was born into a family of domestic violence and sexual abuse, so I spent most of my life overcoming the effects of those two things. Um, I think it was 2012, I felt like the Lord was just giving me an assignment, not really a choice, to, to start a week-long recovery retreat for survivors. And it's named Rachel's Rest because one of my clients' name was Rachel, and it was spelled R-A-C-H-E-A-L. And when I first met her, she said, my parents couldn't even get my name right. They misspelled it. And I said, well, Rachel, you're here to heal, and the last part of your name spells heal, so maybe that's a good sign. She said, that's true, but the middle of my name spells ache. And I realized how much survivors do ache in so many different areas. So that was my why in starting this. And I asked Susan to join me. She's been with me from the very beginning, and we are the only counselors at Rachel's Rest. So I'll let her introduce herself now. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm a Christian counselor as well. I do private counseling as well, but mostly my heart is with these retreats now. Um, I had a passion for many years for women who had uh, were dealing with crisis pregnancies. Uh, and so I kept seeing continually uh, the issues surrounding uh, these women were always uh, self-esteem, uh, shame, lots of is issues of forgiveness and uh, uh, lots of ab abuse in the process. And um, so when Karen called and asked me to join her, I was like right on board. I didn't think much more about it than just, of course, I'd be happy to help. Uh, and I didn't realize that God was going to take me on a journey. He took me on a journey of healing as well, uh, more heavily for emotional abuse uh, from my past, but some things that still have not been able to uncover, uh, and, and that's a part of the process. Mm -hmm. uh, but I feel like at this point I've been able to uh, see these women at, for all the issues that are wrapped up in one big package, uh, from low self-esteem to uh, inability to forgive, inability to trust, um, doubting every uh, decision that they make. There's so many issues that are surrounded by abuse that really s stifle us and keep us from being the children of God that we were created to be. Mm -hmm. 
And so uh, it's been a great journey. I feel like we continually learn more and more uh, as we do these retreats. Um, and we have more and more information for these women to give them the tools that they need so they can be successful. Let me ask you a question. I know that as a believer and us walking with the Lord and the Lord tugged at your heart and the Lord tugged at your heart, right. it was important to introduce spiritual confusion. Mm -hmm. Would one of you like to address how serious that is as we try to navigate those waters and mm -hmm. create a relationship with the Lord? As a survivor. Either one of us could respond to that, but <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you take that? Okay. Um, Maya Angelou says in one of her books that the greatest need a lonely child has is the unshaking need for an unshakable God. Mm -hmm. And I've never met a survivor who wasn't confused about God or angry at God or thinking God was punishing them or any number of things. Mm -hmm. I know in my own story, I said I spent the first 10 years of my life begging God to make the abuse stop, and He didn't. And I spent the next 10 years being angry at God because He didn't. And then I spent probably another 20 years being very confused about God, but wanting to connect with Him, but not knowing how. And it's only really been since I was 40-ish that I've really been able to accept the true character of God despite my own personal human experiences. Mm -hmm. Because we tend to see God the way we see our early caregivers. Mm -hmm. And add to that the other experiences we've had. And I had a very abusive second husband who tried to kill me. So the, um, the experiences we go through in this world kind of taint the way that we see God. So we have to go back and really do a deep dive into the scriptures and understand who God is, regardless of what our experience on earth has been. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm starting to do right now. One of the resources that I've been talking to the survivors about this one book, it's called Women Abuse in the Bible mm -hmm. and how scriptures use and misuse right. mm -hmm. yes. to heal yep. or to hurt. Right. Mm -hmm. Last name Kroger, and it's a really heavy read, mm -hmm. but it's so needed. And I've already recommended this book to several survivors, and they've found it very helpful. Okay. In your experience, how many survivors have this situation where they can't get past because of the way they're viewing God? Well, I would say the majority of them. Um, maybe 70-80% come to these retreats uh, believing that God is not trustworthy, believing that they can't trust God because He betrayed them. Uh, what they, we try to help them see is that we live in a broken world and uh, God is not a dictator and so He does not, this is not heaven, this is earth and there will be sin and there will be brokenness and we are uh, all going to be a part of that. So. Uh, we try to help them make peace with with God so that they can engage with God. Um, it, some some are more receptive than others. Some people are solid rocks. They believe whatever God has allowed, God has allowed, and they're okay. But the vast majority are really struggling with how could God let something evil happen in this world. And we see evil happen in this world every single day. Right, right. And for the ones that do gain in awareness 
that God is a loving God. He's a good God. You see how they're able to flourish, how they're able to thrive with time and to work mm-hmm. through those unaddressed issues. Yes, like Susan said, probably 70 to 80%. Um, that's, that's a guesstimate that's come high. with anger issues toward God or, or confusion or just mostly apathy. They just, they don't want to hear anything about God. They don't want to have any connection with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, um, I think the average age of people who come are like early sixties. So sometimes in those with the older age group, we see people that have resolved their issues with God, their spiritual confusion, but they're still dealing with a low self-esteem or putting up with abuse that they shouldn't put up with, um, with their current husband or whatever. So um, David Siemens years ago wrote a book called Healing for Damaged Emotions. And one of the things he says in there is that the salvation experience, as great and wonderful as that is, is not a shortcut to emotional health. And we are all affected by whatever childhood issues were there, are still there. So we're still not finding our voice or not doing, living an accomplished life until we deal with those other psychological, psychologically damaged areas. Mm -hmm. Makes a lot of sense. And that's aside from our faith in God. Right, right. Yeah, just to address the psychological issues, the unaddressed trauma. Right. Yes, we see a lot of people who are still struggling because they feel like they have to do that in themselves. They have to make peace with God mm-hmm. and find that, that sense of peace before they can move forward. And what we want to encourage them is they need to get some healing from all the damaged emotions and deal with those so that they can move forward and Absolutely. see God as a loving God. Absolutely. So let me ask you a question as you were speaking, and this is not the first time I hear this, the average age is 60. Mm -hmm. What can we do as a society to create that awareness? What, if you have an opportunity now to speak to the survivors that, because I'm, we, we have a large range of survivors, an audience Mm -hmm. that do listen to our podcast, watch our podcast. What can you say to them how important it is to start dealing with it now? Don't wait this long. Why not wait this long? Like, Mm -hmm. share something that's like yearning in your heart to tell them. Mm -hmm. Well, I think we are all born with this desire for intimacy. And we will try to find it in any way, shape, or form we can get get it. Uh, and when you see your life repetitively going down that the wrong path, finding what you thought was intimacy, and it turns out there's, there's no trust there, there's no love there, there's just abuse. Uh, if that continues to be the pattern, if you see that what you think you've learned to cope with and you've put aside and it's shoved in this little box and there's a little lock on the block box that it will never come out, you continually have issues come up in life that really knock you down, hold you back. Uh, m- most people who deal with abuse, uh, they uh, are less educated and they don't have uh, more stable jobs. There's so many things that are really holding them back and they don't realize it's that they have not dealt with this abuse. So that it's still lingering and uh, a part of their life when they're not even aware of it. So I would encourage anyone who feels like they need to get some healing, even if it's a small amount. Very well put. Thank you. 
And I would suggest to any survivor that you find a trauma therapist. Um, there are, there's a therapist on every corner, and they all deal with different things. But make sure you get someone who is certified in trauma therapy. Um, they will help you navigate all the past hurts and the current situation that you're living with. Um, Susan and I do virtual counseling, and you can contact either one of us through our website, which is rachelsrest.org. And remember that Rachel is spelled R-A-C-H-E-A-L. Um, Say it a little bit slower. The website is rachelsrest.org, and it's Rachel is spelled R-A-C-H-E-A-L. Um, so Susan and or I, either one, could help you with that with individual counseling. Um, you're welcome to email us, call us. Our numbers are listed on the website. Uh, we would love to kind of give you some guidance, answer a question or two, or set up counseling. Wonderful. Thank you, y'all. I appreciate another episode that you get to draw yourself in, not only through healing, but we see the impact that the community makes when we join together and we heal together. And Rachel's Rest is all about healing together through the power of Jesus, through the power of love, and through the power of healing. And that transformation is possible. So ladies, don't lose faith. I want you to reach out to Rachel's Rest, sign up for a retreat, sign up for individual counseling because it works. And God says, seek many advisors, but not just any advisor. Women who have experience, knowledge, and the skill set to understand and to be able to help you work through anything that you have been dealing with. Please stay safe. We love you. God bless you. Until next time, this is Rosanna Novice with My Shift Thrive Global Ministries. Thanks again. Mwah.